What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Friday, July 21st, 2023. Hope you guys have enjoyed all the episodes. We're in the we're at the end of week two now. Man, it feels like it's going fast. Um, on today's show, I'm joined by Jake Meyer. He is a contributor for Badger Notes. He's on Twitter at Jake J. Meyer. He's making his podcasting debut today. So excited to have Jake on the show. He did a great job. I love talking to Jake, man. It was really fun to just sit back and, you know, chop it up over some Wisconsin football. Man, I think they're going to be pretty good this year. I'm excited. After I was done talking to Jake, I was like, I think I'm more excited about Wisconsin than I've ever been. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Jake Meyer. All right, joining us now is Jake Meyer. He is a contributor for, I think he's just a contributor. He might have just created the whole thing for Badger Notes. We're here to talk to him about all that, and we're going to preview the 2023 Wisconsin Badger season. First of all, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. It's such a pleasure to talk to you about uh, football and just get ready for the season. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to chopping up some Badger football. All right, so let's talk about Badger Notes before we get started then. How did that come about? How did you start uh, to contribute for them? And did you start the whole thing or how did that get going? Yeah, so uh, Badger Notes kind of started uh, before the 2022 season in August of last year. Um, The site owner, Dylan Graff, had reached out to me. Uh, I had shown some interest in writing for another Badger site that he was writing for at the time. I was taking a little bit of, of a break. I previously wrote about the Milwaukee Bucks, um, but I uh, took a little bit of a break. Dylan reached out to me, asked if I would like to uh, join this little startup that he was doing. And um, I mean, I, I couldn't say no. It was a perfect opportunity. It's a great looking website. I was on it last night, uh, kind of doing some research for this. I got it pulled up on the screen right now. It looks awesome. So for anybody who's a Wisconsin fan, it's not just football stuff. It's all sorts of different sports on there. So you guys can go check that out. And uh follow that how often are you contributing to the website is it something you do daily or is it just like whenever you kind of feel like it yeah so i typically post about three to four um, articles per week if i can help it i'm the managing editor so i kind of help out with all of our other staff writers just do you know day-to-day editing needs um as well as uh search engine uh tweaking things like that Awesome. And so one last question about that then. Why you said you talked to or you wrote about the Bucks for a while. Why Wisconsin? Did you go there? Or what's your connection with the school? Yeah, so my connection, I mean, I've been watching the Badgers for, I mean, pretty much my whole life. I've been born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin. So uh, Wisconsin guy through and through. Uh, my fandom really didn't start until I was about, or I guess I should say my fandom uh, really kicked off when I was about nine or 10 years old when uh, JJ Watt was on the team. Oh, yeah. uh, he's He's still my favorite Badger of all time. Um, and those are, I mean, despite the Rose Bowl loss uh, in 2011, that was a little bit tough. That's probably the most memorable loss for me. But um, no, I mean, the Badgers, I've uh, seen them all my life been watching them all my life. And, you know, I decided I really wanted to delve into the world of uh, Badger football, basketball, everything that comes with it. That's awesome, man. So let's jump into this then. Uh, this offseason, um, I've been following everything that I possibly can with all the other teams with Wisconsin. Besides the head coaching change, to me, it wasn't like a crazy offseason. But with a head coaching change, a lot of changes come with that. So obviously, uh, I think that 
from what I've gathered, fans are very excited. Even people that aren't Wisconsin fans are very excited about Luke Fickle. Um, how excited are you? And then also, what big changes can we expect for people that aren't following Wisconsin as close as you are? What can we expect from the team that's going to look differently than it did last year? Yeah, so first of all, I mean, I, I am over the moon about uh, Luke Fickle. I mean, uh, this is a guy who is a proven winner and a proven talent developer. I mean, you when you look at his time at Cincinnati, especially that year that he uh, went on went to the playoffs with them, they sent, I think it was eight guys to the league um, after that season. So this is a guy who can coach up talent. And um, I mean, he's, he's already really changing the culture uh, in Madison. It's very apparent. You can already tell. Um, as I would say for the biggest changes, the most obvious would, would definitely be the addition of Phil Longo. I mean, you're bringing in a style of offense in the air raid that you have just never seen in Madison, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin has prided itself on controlling the run game, and we it will still happen in, in that air raid scheme. But I think when you bring in a guy like Phil Longo, who is a proven uh, offensive coordinator and just – is also a guy who can really coach up talent and just get the best out of all of his, uh, all of his players. I mean, there's just so much to be excited about with, with this new staff. Um, I, as I said, I'm personally over the moon and I know a ton of Badger fans who are feeling the same way that I am. I'm not super familiar with him and his background at, you know, the name of the show is casual big 10. Where's he come from? Uh, Phil Longo uh, is coming from North Carolina. Oh, gotcha. Um, Yeah. So he was offensive coordinator there with, uh, with Drake may, um, and uh oh it's escaping me is it sam howell i think yes. yeah it's yeah. escaping me yes sam howell yeah yeah okay cool well that's that's super exciting like you said matching him up with that run game that you guys have always had you got the running back coming back we'll talk about him in just a second um yeah. off season related i hadn't heard much other than obviously tanner mordecai was the big name that came into wisconsin other than that i've been in and out trying to keep track of everything with the transfer portal with all these teams it's ridiculous to try to follow it all who's a name that besides him we can kind of circle and say this is a guy that's coming in from wherever and he's going to have an impact on the badgers this year yeah for me it's uh, cj williams who's uh, who's coming from usc i mean this is a guy who is one of the top receivers in his in his class coming out of high school uh never really got the chance at, at usc to to really prove what he has but uh, his skill set is just ridiculous he's a crisp route runner he is he has excellent hands a fantastic catch radius and this is a guy who's not you're not going to be enamored with his speed but he is still a, a downfield threat um, he is a really a do-it-all wide receiver, and although he's young, I really think that he's going to be a serious contributor, maybe not in the starting unit. I guess we're going to kind of have to see how that shakes yeah. out, but no matter where, he is going to make a, a huge difference in the receiving core under that air raid scheme. That's awesome. I'll look forward. I'll circle his name then and kind of keep an eye on him. Was there anybody that left that you were like, oh man, I really wish we still had this guy, or was it kind of a thing where, you know, Coach Fickle was able to maintain the team that he had last, or not that he had, but that was there last year, I should say. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, one guy in particular that sticks out to me, and I'm not sure if Badger fans would would really agree with me uh, (laughs) fully, but I'd say it's Avion Jones. Um, He was a young guy who I was just really enamored with his skill set. This is, I mean, I was really high on his potential. I thought that if he had the chance, he was, he, 
could be a really, a really be a difference maker um, on that defense. And um, I would say there was another one too with uh, Isaac Garendo, um, who ended okay. up transferring to uh, to Louisville. Um, he was really the RB three for us, but uh, when when he left, or I should say when he was still on the team, he was just a guy that was perfect to fill in behind Braylon Allen as well as uh, Ches Malusi. That, that dynamic uh, two-headed monster rushing attack that Wisconsin has. Um, he, w- he was going to come in and give you serviceable snaps, but he was really looking for more playing time, and I can't blame him. He's a, he's a guy who, who's going to make a difference for Louisville this year. Wow. Okay, so a couple guys leaving, a couple guys coming in. Um, the big guy that's coming in, though, I want to talk about the team this year and kind of start talking about the offense a little bit. Um, Tanner Mordecai, I – didn't watch him the last two years that he was at SMU. He was at Oklahoma, correct me if I'm wrong, for three years before that and pretty much was on garbage time duty for Oklahoma. Didn't didn't ever start, never had like a lot of um, snaps for them. But at SMU the last two years, and I have to read some of these because my jaw was just on the floor when I was looking at some of his stats. 7,000 yards the last two years, 72 touchdowns, and only 22 interceptions, and that includes a game, and I forgot, oh, it was against Houston, where he threw nine touchdown passes and zero interceptions, seven in the first half. I mean, the more I read about him, and I, first of all, I don't remember that, but the excitement level for Badger fans with this guy coming in, not only because he's such, he's put up such great numbers the last few years, but because it's such a shift, like you were saying, from kind of the type of offense you guys have run the last, I don't know, seems like forever. Um, how excited are you and everyone else in Wisconsin right now about this kid? I mean, there is just so much to love about Tanner Mordecai. As you mentioned, that that game against Houston uh, was, I mean, unforgettable. Like, for him and just everyone who watched it. I, I watched a little bit um, of that game when it was happening because I saw something online. It was like, yeah, Tanner Mordecai has like six touchdowns right now. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, <laughs> right. um, but no, T- Tanner Mordecai is, he's such a skilled quarterback in, in so many ways. He has, he's a clean passer. He's a great pocket presence. He has an NFL caliber arm. I, I really, really do believe he has an NFL caliber arm uh, and just really good accuracy behind that power. Um, he's also a, a dual threat too. Yeah, I mean, he's not, not the, you know, kind of guy that when you think of dual threat, you think of like Lamar Jackson or, or you know, whatever you right. think of those dual threat quarterbacks. But he's a guy that's going to be able to get, if he needs to get out of the pocket and use his feet, he can do that well. Um, and th- there's just multitudes to his game. And it, he was just a fun player to, to watch when I uh, went back and looked at some of, the, some of his highlights when he was at SMU. Uh, but I think he's really going to make a difference, and especially under Phil Longo's air raid scheme. I mean, he's going to be able to reach his, uh, his full potential. Yeah, and one thing I didn't really mention when I sent over the notes to you, too, was just the tradition of the offensive line that's always at Wisconsin. I'm assuming that it's going to be great again this year. I didn't do any research on them. Um, but I'm assuming putting a guy like that behind a good offensive line and then with the next guy that we're going to talk about has just got to be really exciting. So um, Braylon Allen, that's what I wanted to mention next. He's back this year. Uh, you put him with Tanner. You just mentioned some of the wide receivers and like how excited we are about that, the offensive line. The offense just like to me, it just seems really exciting with the new offensive coordinator, new head coach. Um, 
What is his ceiling in this offense now, though? We're kind of switching over to more passing. What can he do this year? Um, and then a follow-up to that, if I can, so just to let you go off on uh, Braylon. I feel like there was a lot of rumors about him right when the season ended about him transferring. Was Were you ever worried about that, or was there any weight to that, or was he always going to be in Wisconsin? Yeah, so uh, first with, with Alan, I, I do think when we talk about the air raid scheme, uh, there is something that kind of gets lost, and that is that, uh, you know, maybe the running backs aren't gonna, are going to take a step back or, or whatever it is. I personally don't think that's the case because um, Braylon Allen has been running against eight-plus man boxes for his entire career thus far at, at Wisconsin. Um, I actually just looked it up today. He rushed for over 800 yards against eight plus man boxes last season, which was the most of any running back in the entire nation. Yeah. So now that he's going to be running against less packed boxes, he's going to be able to mm. get up to speed. He's going to get downhill and he's going to be a real problem once he like can break through that front line and hit that second level. Um, I think uh, I should also mention uh, Phil Longo has only one season had a rusher that did not surpass 1000 yards or, or I, yeah, a running back that did not surpass 1000 yards. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Allen is going to be another, is going to be another player that's not going to reach a thousand yards under Phil Longo's offense. I mean, um, with the with the air raid scheme that's going to allow him to run against less pack boxes and uh, with the skill set that he already has, I think this is a this is a season where he could probably win the Doak Walker. Um, I don't want to go too high expectations and to say that he could be in the Heisman conversation. There's a lot of great players, but I mean, this is going to be a, a great season for him, and he's going to really show what his full potential is now that he's not running against those stack boxes. Yeah. I'd never thought about that. So I was kind of thinking going into this year, and this is exactly why I love having people like you on the show to give me this insight, but I never stepped back and thought about the fact that when you open it up, he's going to have less defenders that he's going to be going against, and that's going to open up things for him too. Um, I want to circle back on this, though. I, I, I could be misremembering this, but was he going to transfer? Did you ever think he was going to transfer, or was this all just rumors and I was misreading the whole situation at the end of the year last year? Yeah, so from everything that I heard, the those transfer rumors really didn't hold any weight. Um, there, there was a, definitely some rumors circulating, and I think it was from a lot of people on Twitter that were wanting to see a guy like him in Michigan. Um, yeah, that's they were at hopeful. Least where that's I what it was. They were like hoping Absol- that he would come. I think. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and that was the number one place that I was hearing was, "Oh, Braylon Allen's going to go to Michigan. Like it's going to be a, a perfect fit." Um, but they, those rumors really didn't hold any weight. I mean, this is a kid who's Wisconsin through and through, like he, he came from, uh, from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, he's, I, I never really thought that he was going to transfer and obviously didn't end up happening, but yeah, those rumors really didn't hold too much weight. I think it's just optimistic fans, you know? Yeah, that, I think that's where I heard most of it from too, which is interesting because they have two good running backs coming back already. So it didn't really make sense, but it felt like. I just remember there was like a two week span where I felt like I was on Braylon Allen watch and I was like, is he really about to transfer? And then it just disappeared into thin air. And like all of a sudden it's like, oh, he, yeah, that's not happening at all. So it was just interesting to kind of go through that uh, at the end of the season last year. All right, let's switch sides of the ball real quick. 
Um, I'm famous for not knowing anything about any team's defense at all because I'm just so – it's so much easier to follow the offensive guys. Um, so for casuals out there that are listening and saying, who should I watch on Wisconsin's defense? I'm a defensive guy. I want to watch someone on defense. Who should they look for this year on that side of the ball that's going to make a big impact and maybe be one of the, uh, the Badgers' best players on that side of the ball? Yeah, I think the the biggest guy to watch uh, for me uh, personally is Muma Zhang Meta. Um, this is he was the second rated uh, second highest rated linebacker in the Big Ten last season, only behind Jack Campbell at Iowa. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, it's pretty good company, you know. Yeah. Um, he let me just check. He had a yeah ninety five tackles and twenty five QB pressures last year. Um, and I mean, this is anecdotal, uh, but I swear that every single time that I checked the chat, the stat sheet, Mumo was somehow involved in, in the play, I don't, whether it's like getting a half time, whatever it is, I swear that he was yeah. involved in every play. He just flies around the field and he, do, he has a pretty quick burst and he is hard hitting. Like he is, he is a guy who's going to lay the wood. Um, so I think he's, he's going to be the guy to watch. He had a special year last year and I honestly think he's could break into the national spotlight this year. Nice. I'll keep an eye on him. Do you know what number he wears? Oh gosh. Is that, uh, <laughs> I want to say spot. it's in the, I know I want to say it's in the fifties. Okay. Uh, I want to say 50, uh, 54, but okay. 52. 54. Is it 50? I don't yeah, know. 54. I'm just guessing. I just said a linebacker number. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that, that might be it. Yeah, man. I really wish I, I probably should know that, but you know, <laughs> that's all good. Um, we'll find him. We'll find him. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the schedule. I, uh, like to give my prediction first and like, kind of tell, tell you what I think is going to happen, how you guys are going to finish. And then your job is going to be to either tell me that I'm wrong. Oh, I forgot to bring Braylon Allen's picture up. There's Braylon, everyone. All right. Um, here's the schedule though, that I have pulled up now. Uh, you'll tell me if I'm either wrong or if I nailed this perfectly. Uh, I have Wisconsin finishing second in the West, uh, the overall record at nine and three this year. And I'll just go through the losses because that'll kind of be easier to talk about than me going through the whole schedule. So let's see. I have you guys losing to Washington State on the road. I have you losing to Iowa at home. And then where's my last one? Ohio State also at home. So uh, I'd like to go through these like four game chunks at a time, and then you can kind of tell me how the beginning, middle, and the end of the season is going to be. You start out at home against Buffalo. You travel to Washington State, like I just said. You're at, back at home against Georgia Southern, and then you go to Purdue. How do you see the first four games of the season shaking out for the Badgers? Yeah, so um, opening opening up uh, against Buffalo, I mean, I think that's just going to be a blowout. I mean, you know, it, it, it's going to kind of be a bloodbath in that game. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, that's kind of what you want. Uh, you want to start the, you know, the Luke Fickle uh, era off on the right foot, you know. Um, and that's what you want. You want to blow out against a team that you're supposed to blow out. I'm looking this um, up right now because I actually talked about this and now I need to know if I was right because now that I have you on, I want to make sure that I was right about this. I do feel like Buffalo was decent in the MAC last year though. And I have it pulled up now. I think they finished, they finished second in their division. So I guess they weren't, they were seven and six. So for some reason I felt like they were a better team last year, but yeah, I agree. I think that that should be a blow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so with Washington State, um, I go back and forth, uh, back and forth on this game quite a bit. Um, I think 
my personal prediction is this is going to be a win, but it's going to be a very, very close one, like within yeah. one possession. Um, obviously, there was that loss last year against uh, against Washington State that, I mean, that was kind of the signal that that season wasn't going to be what we expect, what we were expecting it to be. Yeah. Um, I would say that there is probably going to be some speed bumps in that game, uh, but I think where Wisconsin has the edge is that Washington State lost a few of their key contributors on the defensive side of the ball. Um, although they are bringing back Cam Ward, uh, their quarterback, I – I'm just not really sure that their defense is going to be able to stop this new scheme uh, that, that that we're implementing. And hopefully Wisconsin doesn't have any uh, hiccups in, you know, in actually implementing this, this scheme and doing it in game. Um, but as I said, I do think that one is going to be very, very close. Okay. And then, like I said, you're back at home against Georgia Southern and then on the road against Purdue to finish out those first four games. What do you think is going to happen there? Georgia Southern, I think it's going to be another blowout. That that one is also going to be a going to be a bloodbath. Um, with Purdue, I have that as a win, but also a a very close win. Um, I think Purdue now has Hudson Card as their QB, uh, so that is a that's a great quarter or not great, but it's a good quarterback who um, I think is better than uh, Aiden O'Connell, who they had, um, and I. I I think Purdue's defense is going to take a step back. Um, they they lost uh, their, I believe they lost their their defense. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Illinois who lost their defensive coordinator. Uh, but I do think that Purdue they is uh, their defense. defensive coordinator as their head coach. Yeah, that's what you were thinking. I think. Yeah. Yep, that's right. I was trying to you got put it. those you two together. Right. <laughs> um, I do. I do think Purdue's defense is is going to take a step back, and I think that that's where Wisconsin is going to take advantage in that game. Um, so I, I do have that as a win, but again, a very close one. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that yet. Um, back when I was making my picks, I think I did it like almost a month ago. Now, when I made all my picks, I did it like right when the schedules came out, I feel like, but, um, both those quarterbacks, uh, SMU and then the Hudson card, like you said, coming from Texas, I believe. So a couple of Texas yep. guys playing in that game against each other. Like that's going to be a brand new look game when that game, you know, week four right there pretty early. Like a couple mm -hmm. of brand new quarterbacks, that's going to be really fun to watch. So that, I, I like that game. I'm very excited about that. When I talked about it, uh, when I did my show, just going through all the schedules, I said that that was more of a toss-up game, but I gave the advantage to Wisconsin on that one. All right, so you got you guys starting out at four and zero, and then you go into the next part of the season after a bye week, and you have uh, Rutgers at home, Iowa at home, then you travel to Illinois, and then back at home against Ohio State. What do you think is going to happen yeah. there? Yeah, so with Rutgers, I also have uh, Wisconsin winning there uh, pretty handily. I mean, there there just really isn't anything uh, that Rutgers has has done to really move the needle um, in terms of their football program. Um, I also think just Wisconsin is coming off a of bye week, so they have that benefit as well. Um, I I just I don't think that one's going to be particularly close. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a multiple possession win. Um, now you said that Iowa was a loss, is that right? That's correct. Yes, that that is also what I have. Um, unfortunately, um, I think this is just a it's just a trap game. I mean, you you're going against um, Iowa, who now has Caden McNamara as their as their quarterback. So 
that's going to cause some trouble. Um, I mean, their defense is always just so good. I mean, they're, they're consistently like a top 15 defense. And although their offense will, has been inept uh, in past seasons, I think Cade McNamara is going to be able to supplement that a little bit with his level of play. Um, so I, I do have Wisconsin losing that one. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game, but and a, definitely a low-scoring one for sure, Yeah, um, as they usually are. Yeah, that's going to be um, a brawl for sure. Absolutely. Uh, with Illinois, uh, Illinois, I have a win. Um, I I think with Illinois losing their defensive coordinator, um, I think that that is where uh, Wisconsin is going to be able to take advantage. Uh, they also lost Mike Brown, uh, their their running back, which is a, which is a pretty significant loss for them. Um, there's probably going to be some midseason uh, speed bumps for Illinois, and they have Brett Bielema as their head coach, which I won't go too much into <laughs> my opinion of Brett Bielema as he was the former Wisconsin head coach for a while, but I'm not going to go get too deep into that. But I, I just think Wisconsin uh, has the advantage there, particularly, as I said, with them losing their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, now, Ohio State. Now, this is um, a game that you can pencil in as a loss, but I do think this is going to be closer than a lot of people are thinking. Um, I think you have a quarterback who is unproven uh, for Ohio State. The if Ohio state just has good quarterback play, then, I mean, that's enough for them because they have enough talent all over the field. Right. But we're really going to have to see how uh, I believe yes, Kyle McCord, um, how he does from the beginning of the season up until that game. Uh, Wisconsin also has the benefit of it being a home game at camp Randall. And I'm not sure if it is prime time, but it's likely going to be prime time. I think it's just going to be a, must watch game. Um, I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, but I do think that that's a loss. It, Ohio State just has so much depth and so much talent all over the field. I mean, Wisconsin just doesn't have that up to this point. Right. Um, I, I think, man, the more I think about that now at home, it's like, man, you're kind of right. That Anything could kind of happen in that game. Uh, yeah. I totally agree with you about Illinois. I think they kind of overachieved last year, and they're going to take a step back this year. So you go 2-2 two and two in the middle of the season, puts you at 6-2, and two. Uh, overall, and then you go into the last uh, third of the season here with those last four games, and really, like, probably the easiest part of the schedule, in my opinion, when you look at those four games, you have at Indiana, at home against Northwestern, at home against Nebraska, and then you finish at Minnesota, which is a team that um, hates me right now because I picked them to finish last in the Big Ten West in my picks. So um, how do you think that the – is there any road bumps there at all? Is there anything that you're like, man, we might lose this game? Or are you kind of like me? I think you just finish out so strong this year with those last four. Yeah, I think this is going to be um, – I mean, like you said, it's a very favorable stretch to, to end the season for sure. Um, I mean, you have Indiana, which I don't think that game is going to be very close. Uh, Indiana has never really done anything to make me – question if Wisconsin is, is going to, you know, fall in that game, really nothing there. I think it's probably going to be a multiple possession uh, blowout. Um, I would say with Northwestern, Northwestern always gives me pause as a Wisconsin fan uh, mm. because just of the amount of, uh, of times that they've given us trouble throughout the years. But um, I, I should say specifically on the road, when we, when we go to Northwestern and we play them, they just give us one hell of a time. But I think that that's going to be uh, a pretty hand uh, a win um, pretty handily. I'd say uh, I I just don't think that 
Northwestern is going to be able to come into Madison and and knock off the Badgers. If Wisconsin was going on the road in that game, I might have a different perspective on that. But um, I think I think that that's going to be a win against Northwestern. Um, with Nebraska, I think that's also going to be a win. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Matt Rule and mm. uh, them bring you know him bringing Nebraska back to the glory days. I don't think that's going to happen in year one. I I just I just don't see it. Um, I think that that's going to be probably a pretty close uh, win, but I, I'd say it's a win nonetheless. Um, and with Minnesota, the axe is not staying in Minnesota for three years in a row. It's it's just not happening. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not. Um, obviously, I'm a Wisconsin fan, born and raised in Wisconsin. Don't like yeah. Minnesota around here. And I'm trying to be as realistic as possible with this game. And I think when you look at it as they lost their uh, running back, Ibrahim, mm-hmm. uh, who was fantastic for them. Uh, they also uh, lost Tanner Morgan uh, and their new quarterback had one good game last season. And it just so happened to be against Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't expect that to happen again. And like I said, I, I think this is a game that Luke Fickle is going to make a point of emphasis, obviously, you know, it's a rivalry game. So by, it, by default, it's going to be a, a point of emphasis, but I think, he's really going to to make this game a priority and get these guys ready for this game and start it off the the first year on the right note by taking out Minnesota and reclaiming Paul Bunyan's axe. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on all that. Um, maybe, like you kind of said, when I first looked at the schedule, I was like, Northwestern, that's an easy win. But then when you look at Northwestern, they got a new quarterback too, and they can be a little bit more improved. They got A.J. Henning from Michigan, so... Their offense might be a little feisty, but I still think that you guys are better, and I think you finish out four and zero as well. So that puts you at, at eight, and I'm sorry, that's ten and two. And um, depending on what Iowa does, um, possibly being in the uh, Big Ten championship game after winning the West, like I said, kind of got to see if you if you say that you're going to lose against Iowa, then you need them to lose a couple more games for you guys to go there. Um, I did want to ask you while I had you on. Um, do you like the current format that they have right now and the format that we're only going to have for one more year? Or were you excited about the announcement that they made that they're taking the divisions away and it's just going to be the two best teams in the Big Ten that go to the championship going forward starting in two years? Yeah, so I, I go back and forth on this a little bit. Um, what I will say that that I do enjoy about it is that the schedule is kind of reevaluated in two-year increments. Mm-hmm. So then you have... Um, you can really keep up with the, the competitive trends and, and everything like that and host and schedule more exciting matchups. I mean, that, that's what we want. We want more exciting uh, college football to watch always. Um, but there is just something in me that just loves how divisions are and just how they work out. And I don't know. I think the two best teams I think you're going to be seeing a lot of the same, a lot of the same teams on top. You're going to be seeing the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn state, hopefully Wisconsin can get into that, um, get into that conversation after a couple of years in, in building around Luke fickle. So like I said, this, I kind of go back and forth on it. I'm, I'm, I, I do like how we're going to have more exciting games to watch, but there's a, there's a part of me that just enjoys how the, how the big time is currently set up. I think that um, one thing that you can kind of look forward to, even though you're like 
kind of what you just said. You're not in the Michigan, Penn State, you know, uh, Ohio State area right now. But to the other point that you just made, the way that the schedule shakes out, any given year you can miss a couple of those teams. And then you might catch somebody like, you know, uh, USC at home, and then you go upset like Penn State on the road, and then all of a sudden you're undefeated and you are still in the Big Ten Championship. So the schedule – uh, can still work favorably for you even without the division. So it's something that I'm really looking forward to. And um, I know it's going to hurt some teams that have been at the bottom bottom. They're never really going to have a chance. And that's just, you know, they never had a chance anyway, so it didn't matter. But um, to me, I'm really excited about it. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to this th- season. Um, thank you so much once again for coming on. Uh, his name is Jake Meyer. Jake, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to follow more Wisconsin football and other sports action online. Yeah. So feel free to follow me on Jake or on Twitter uh, at Jake J Meyer. Um, I'm, I'm putting out as much content as I possibly can. Um, and that's where all of my stories go. Um, so if you want to check out what I'm writing, um, just go ahead and follow me on Twitter. Um, obviously check out Badger Notes. Uh, we're really trying to build up this community and uh, it's been really cool seeing how much we've grown in the past uh, nine months now. Uh, but we're we're really thinking that we're going to have a, a special 2023 season. Um, not, I mean, the football team is going to have a very special season and I think the site's going to have a very special season. So uh, we'd love to have you on and, uh, you know, just check out what we're doing. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on and you all go follow Jake. Go check out uh, Badger Notes. And, uh, Jake, hopefully I'll get to talk to you uh, maybe midseason when we're actually playing some football. We can um, get back together and talk about what's going on. Thanks again for coming on, man. Absolutely, man. Let's do it. Once again, that was Jake Meyer. He's on Twitter at Jake J. Meyer, M-A-I-E-R. Jake was awesome. I love talking Wisconsin football with Jake, man. That was such a good interview. Thank you so much for coming on. It's Friday. So that means you got a couple days off. You can, you know, take all that information that you got this weekend, start going into the weekend, telling all your buddies everything that you learned about Big Ten football this week with those last five episodes that we just put out. We got five more next week. The last four teams on Monday. I'm joined by Brandon Dubich. We're going to talk about Indiana, the Hoosiers. How good are they going to be this year? Hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you've been enjoying the preview episodes. We will see you on Monday, which is in the future. Everything.